Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today I want to speak about an animal, uh, a specific one. They are widely known as gnus in English. In South Africa, we refer to them as wildebeest. And the reason will become apparent, but basically the idea this morning is that sometimes we are living way too much like wildebeest. We are living way too much like gnus. And so the title for this session of Coffee with Jesus is A Gnu Kind of Life. I know that sounds really weird. It sounds really ob, but a gnu kind of life. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. To those of you who listen week in and week out, welcome back. As far as possible, we do this every Tuesday. We release this every Tuesday. And the point is just for us to, at some point in your week, whether you're having a cup of coffee or tea, whether you're at gym, in your car, on your way to work, or dropping your kids off, wherever it is, let's just spend 10, 15 minutes in our week coming together and talking about something, anything that can help us become more like Jesus and to reflect his glory into our world. And so if you have not yet done so, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on. And let's dive into today's session. So as I mentioned, the idea today is centered around an animal called the gnu or the wildebeest. If you have never seen one of these animals, let me try and describe them for you. If you haven't, I would encourage you to go on um, Google and search wildebeest. The wildebeest is not a pretty animal. It is one of the ugliest animals in the animal kingdom. It's not majestic or sleek. And in fact, it doesn't have a lot going for it. It's not the fastest. It's not the strongest. Um, it's ho- it has horns, but even its horns are not that great. They look, they look pretty pathetic. From a looks and skill perspective, this animal is not making any top 100 lists. However, the wildebeest's worst attribute is not its appearance, not its skill, not even its name. I mean, think about the name Gnu. That's not a great name, but the, none of these are the worst thing about it. What I'm about to share with you has been told to me by a number of game rangers, trackers, people experienced in wildlife. And the number one attribute that makes wildebeests or gnus really bad is that they are monumentally stupid. Okay. It is no wonder that Jesus is the lion of Judah and not the wildebeest of Judah. These animals lack a lot of survival instincts. It's, man, it's a miracle that they've survived this long. When a group of wildebeest, let me, let me explain why I say this. And this, this has been told to me and this has been seen in the wild. When a group of wildebeest gets attacked by, let's say, a bunch of lions, they obviously, like any animal, run away. They identify the threat. However, what game rangers have told us is that it's interesting to watch the lions because the lions don't chase wildebeest as hard as they chase other animals because they know that these animals are not wise. Once the herd has successfully evaded the lions, then what happens is one or two of them, one or two wildebeest, will go back to where the lions were to make sure that what was just chasing them was in fact a lion. They, they, they kind of forget why they were running and they go back. These stupid scouts tend to walk right up to the lions and obviously get eaten and die. Now that's not wise, but there is another reason why they are lacking in the, the mental space. Wildebeest don't know what they are. They don't know that they are wildebeest. They don't know um, what, what, what their identity is. If one of them gets separated from the herd, it's not a train smash. They'll just find any other living thing and join that group. doesn't matter what species it is. I have even been in the Kruger Park and seen a lone wildebeest with a bunch of ostriches acting and belonging to a bunch of ostriches. The birds for crying out loud. 
These animals are not intelligent. And because of this, because they lack this, they tend to die really easy. It's easy for us to see this in the wild and to, to kind of look at them and go, how can you be so dumb? How can you be so stupid? I mean, how stupid does a wildebeest look in a bunch of ostriches? How idiotic is it to go back and check to see that if, if the thing that was just chasing you, that lion, was in fact dangerous? You kind of wonder if the wildebeest was, was God's idea of a, a practical joke or an April Fool's. And we are nothing like them, are we? we? We are nothing like wildebeest. I've never walked up to a lion to check if it was dangerous. Some of you may think you've seen people who look like wildebeest, but that's not kind. That's probably not accurate. We're nothing like them. Or are we? They get too close to what can kill them, and they do so intentionally. They walk towards what hurts them. How often do we push the boundaries to see how close we can get to what's dangerous or what's harmful? We want to see how close to the line we can get. I don't want to be vague here because that generally doesn't help. But what is it in your life that you know is wrong, but you always seem to walk towards it rather than stay away from it? You want to see how close you can get before you get hurt or before someone else gets hurt. Guys, when you look at girls for longer than you should, when you look at that website, when you think, oh, I'm, just, I'm just having a look, it's not hurting anyone. When we look at things we know we shouldn't, the world has told us that we can't help what that, we can't help what we think, we can't help it. So we just look and look and look until all we can think about is that girl or that woman or that website. We get so close that eventually we realize actually we're in danger. Ladies, how big is your need to fit in? You know your limits and as long as no one asks you to do anything past those boundaries, you're okay. But those boundaries get pushed further and further back every time someone asks you something. You want to fit in. You want to fit in with a man, you, so you, you, you sacrifice your boundaries. And so you get closer and closer to the edge in order to fit in. And again, I've used men and women stereotypes, but both can be applied across the, 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 the gender line. The thing is, the reason wildebeest get so close to death and the reason we get so close to the things that can kill us is exactly the same. Wildebeest don't know that they are wildebeest, and we don't know who we are either. There was a guy by the name of Gideon in the Bible, in the book of Judges, and he was doing his chores like every good son should. He was busy threshing the wheat in the winepress so no one would see him. So he was doing his job, but he was doing it in a weird way. He was doing a silly little job, and he was doing it like a coward. He was basically being a scaredy cat, and that's how he saw himself. The problem was that that was how others saw him as well. He was doing exactly what his father had told him to do, how his father had told him, and he was basically acting like a bit of a coward. It was wrong. He didn't know who he was. Who do you think you are? Who do other people think you are? Do you even know who you are? Gideon was at that place of not knowing who he was or anything, and, and that's when God steps in. God wants Gideon to know that what God sees when he looks at Gideon, he sees a, a, a mighty warrior. In fact, the angel of God comes down and he says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God, uh, Gideon sees himself as a coward, but God sees a mighty warrior within Gideon. Do you know how God sees you? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are. It doesn't matter how much you've run from your obstacles in the past or how close you've got to the things that can kill you. God says in Isaiah, I have called you by name and you are mine. God knows your name and everything else about you 
and he wants you to see you the way he sees you. Once we are his, once we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Peter tells us that we are a royal priesthood. God calls us and makes us royal. For all the women listening to this, you are a princess in the greatest kingdom the world has ever known. You don't need to sell yourself short. You don't need to push past your boundaries. Men, you are princes in a kingdom of eternity. You don't need to subscribe to rubbish. You don't need to go as close to that line as you can. Fight like the mighty warrior God sees you as. Men and women, you are mighty warriors. If you want to know how much God doesn't want you to be a wildebeest, look at the cross. God came down as a man and died to give us something to live for. We don't need to live like a wildebeest going from one group to another to fit in. We don't need to get as close to the boundary as we can to, to see how much hurt we can keep walking with. Just because Jesus loves you and because you are his means you belong. You belong to something greater than anything. You belong. You belong to him. You belong to his kingdom. You're a part of the greatest thing the world has ever known. You, the best part is that this kingdom, this thing that we belong to, where we don't need to be stupid wildebeest, this place also accepts wildebeest. What do I mean by that? Even when all we've ever done is live like a wildebeest, is live like a gnu, Every, even when all we've ever done is get as close to the line as possible and not understand our own identity, even when that's all we've ever done, Jesus still accepts you and he loves you. He knows everything you've ever done. He knows everything you're ever going to do and he still calls you by name. He's calling my name and he's calling your name and he's saying, might you come to me so that you would stop living in a place of hurt and a place of unknown identity. I really get a sense right now, just as you're listening to this, God wants to birth something. He wants to empower you to stop going as close to the edge as you can, to stop trying to see how close you can get before falling. He wants you to stop being like a wildebeest who runs towards danger, and he wants you to be the kind of person who stands against it. And he also wants you to know who you are. Don't just go to any group. Don't just go to anything to try to fit in. No, you are a child. You are a son of the Most High God. You are a princess and a prince in the kingdom of God. Your identity is not defined by culture. Your identity is not defined by a social circle. You are defined. Your identity is secure in Jesus. Paul would say it like this. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are no longer defined by your hurt or your sin. You are defined by the righteousness of Jesus. God, I want to pray right now for a breaking of this kind of mentality that each and every single person listening to this, wherever you are, whenever you are, that you would move from this gnu, this wildebeest lifestyle to a Holy Spirit-filled, Jesus-defined lifestyle. I hope this encourages you, and as you meditate on this during this week, would you experience the freedom of knowing who you are and the freedom of being able to go away from what hurts you, not towards it. God bless you. Have an amazing week. We'll see you same time, same place next week.